Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Training Bites podcast. This is part two with Dan Lucchini, who's going to speak to us about actually training your mobility. Dan, take it away. Okay, so first things first. There is no such thing as the best three mobility joint uh, exercises for your shoulder. There is no such thing as the best four exercises to fix your lower back pain. Everything is so individual when we're looking at, especially mobility training. Look, strength training, you need to have a squat, you need to have a hinge, you need to have a lunge. Well, not need to, but in general, we'll have these, right? When it comes to mobility, it's, it's super, super individual. So not only the ways that we target the joint or the, the joints that we have to target, that's obviously individual. If someone has good ankles, you're gonna target the ankles, but depending on what's missing. So I have to give a few case scenarios here would be the, yeah, I guess yeah. the best way to do it. So somebody comes in, they have very, very limited passive range through their shoulder. Uh, we see that they have limited internal rotation and limited flexion. When we're looking at internal and external rotation of a joint, you're looking at the more deep musculature of the joint. So we need to free that up first. If you free up the superficial work, it's not going to really allow for much more movement because the deep tissue is still quite tight. Uh, well, tight, weak, whatever you want to call it. You guys can't see this, but he's yeah, using the, the yeah. what do you call it, the rabbit ears yeah. to describe tight. Tight is... Uh, it's overused. So, so usually, well not usually, but many times when we score a muscle tight or uh, around a joint tight, it's often just weak. But again, that's something you have to determine through assessment. And without assessment, we can't train mobility. So again, we've got this person, really tight passive range. We need to stretch. You need, you need to stretch to create that range. You can use utensils like trigger balls and foam rollers and things like that, but they don't allow the joint to spend long enough in that time to let the nervous system really properly get an actual change. Uh, with the with rollers and things where you're just applying pressure to a joint, you're simply just playing a little neuro neurological trick on it, um, a bit like a magician. And it's, it's fake and it's not, it's not gonna last for long enough to give you any significant results. Yeah, we call in that general. pain modulation in, um, in, yeah. physio, in physio world. You don't change any properties of the actual muscle, you just change how you feel the muscle feels. Yeah, exactly, and with stretching, you may get some actual changes. As soon as we open up that range, we now need to, to train it in the range, and not just the open end or the, for example, if I'm stretching out the, uh, pec, the pec muscles, yeah. I don't just wanna strengthen the rear delts and the lats and the traps which is the behind side, I guess the, the antagonist muscle to that, which is the usual uh, sort of thing. What we've done is we've opened up range and we've told the nervous system temporarily that it's okay to be there. We can strengthen the other stuff as much as we want, but it's not a tug of war. It's not simply one pulling against the other. You've got the nervous system who's acting on that, again, bunny ears tight uh, muscle. We need to actually strengthen that muscle in its new end range. Because when we're talking about the active and passive range, all we've done so far with the stretching is open up the passive range. We need to actually strengthen it, not just the opposing muscle, but the muscle itself in the end range to let the nervous system say, okay, it's okay to be there. If you have somebody instead who comes in and has plenty of passive range, you can take their arm in a crazy angles, but they can't take it there themselves. They can't use their internal force to create that same movement. We need to now use strength exercises or end range strength exercises, things like passive range liftoffs, which are where you'll take the joint into its end range passively, release whatever's helping it get there and try to hold as much of that range as you can, using a lot of isometrics, moving into eccentrics and then concentrics. As you can see, the theme of training there is very similar to you would do with strength training, isometrics, eccentrics, concentrics. We're just trying to <laughs> We're just trying to build strength now in this new range 
on both the opposing and the, the working side itself. Yeah. Cool, I think that's a good, good yeah. part to leave it there. Yeah, um, As well, again, it gets, it's very hard to give more specific answers without yeah. having the, the time, the, the time or the person in front of you because it, it's just, it varies so much. But yeah, either you're opening range and then strengthening it, or if you've already got the range, you're strengthening it. Making sure we're strengthening the open and closing angle of the joint. Yeah, for, for those of you listening, there's one thing he mentions which is really important as part of all of all good practitioners, which is the assessment part. The assessment part, the not one, one program doesn't fit everyone. It never will. Um, and every, any program you see on the internet that says this program is going to make you guarantee you something is either extremely, extremely generic to the point that, yeah, it will get you something or it's just a lie. So if you want something very specific to yourself, you need to go see someone to get them to assess you and then you'll get a good program. Anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed that one. Um, on to the next episode.